This is the Another Way to See It podcast, a show about perspective. I'm Randy, an old soul with a beginner's mindset, curiously navigating this journey we call life. I bring my life experiences and authentic curiosity to meet people where they are, challenging them to break the old blueprints and patterns that are no longer in alignment, cleaning up our messes to learn and evolve. I'm Kim. As a coach, I take a hawk-like perspective. I use keen, big picture seeing, deep embodied listening, and the courage to ask hard questions, to contextualize experiences and connect dots. In this way, I help guide my clients to places that are well-examined, expansive, and full of possibility. Each week, we dive deep into topics that most of us navigate in our everyday life. We're glad you're on this journey with us. I'm Tina Delgado. I'm a passionate teacher of English and all things health related. I find great inspiration from Mel Robbins, Julie Voris, and Jay Shetty, and would love to live off the land like Darren Aline someday. I'm a student of life. I believe that all that happens to us and all the people who cross our path our teachers sent to help us grow and evolve day to day. Welcome back to the Another Way to See It podcast. I am Kim Moran, joined by my co-host, Randy Poindexter. And we are both very excited to welcome back our friend and guest co-host for the day, weight loss, consistency, and mindset coach, Tina Delgado. How are you today, Tina? I'm great, Kim. Thank you again for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for coming on. How are you, Randy? I'm good. I'm good. Energized. Got my multiple beverages over here of tea and water. So I'm ready for the conversation. As you're holding up both as well, Kim, look at that. Tina, what do you have? Water. Water. That's a a given with Tina. That's a given. What about you, Kim? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to have this conversation. Tina was last on a few months ago and we discussed consistency and that was a great episode. And at that time we talked about, you know, supportive people in our lives and people that, you know, help us through. It's now 2023. So people have made some New Year's resolutions. People are working towards goals and things like that. And I think we've all experienced the benefit of having a great support network. And probably we've all experienced people who just can't get with the program, right? They just aren't as supportive. Uh, And that's a nice way of putting it. Because I think sometimes people are just out and out getting in our way and sabotaging us. Have you all had an experience with someone like that? Or what are your thoughts initially about that? Tina, you want to go ahead and jump in? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I actually had a an ex-husband that was that person sabotaging every effort I was making to become a better version of myself. And because I still had the old version of myself that wasn't very dependent or independent. I was very dependent on him. Um, It was really hard to break away from that. And I allowed that negative support 
to really affect my ability to grow and become who I wanted to become. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say like that person was me. Like I was in my own way and, you know, even, even thinking about, you know, like support systems and people that support you. I mean, you have to support yourself. You have to believe in yourself and something I was not aware of at the time, but I didn't want to grow. I didn't want to reach for the stars. I didn't want to go out on a limb. I, I stayed in my comfort zone. You know, what was normal? What did I, what did I experience uh, growing up with my family and what society puts on you? And so like, I, I put the ceiling on myself. And so going through that journey and really leaning into to what I want as an individual has changed so much that uh, I felt like I needed to do that before I started bringing in others as a support system. So I think it's very important to to kind of understand and touch on that as well. So what do you all think a good support system looks like? I, I oh. think good support. So, oh, sorry. No, you're fine, think, Tina. Go ahead. I think good support is someone who can at least agree with something that you're trying to do so that they're not feeding you the negative because they don't believe in it. But at the same time, they can question you in a loving, but maybe hard love kind of way to help you really grow and make sure that whatever it is that you are working on is really the right path. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna go off off the second part of that. I, it, it's easy to find the people that will support you. Uh but it, it's it's harder to find the people that are gonna support you with challenging you, like calling you out. And and like you said, in a healthy way. I mean, something that's moving you towards, you know, your objective, your goal. And uh I will say that I'm very lucky that I have Kim for that. Uh Kim uh it's never considered tough love coming from her, but she does, she does push that. And it, it's something that, that we've had for two years now. And, and I definitely wouldn't change it, but I would say that's harder to find is that tough love support system that that's coming from the right uh, kind of hard love. So. Wow. Okay. Randy, that's a big compliment. So I have to swallow that. Um <laughs> Sip, sip on your some of your tea real quick. Well, you know, it's interesting what you both said. And I think that someone uh, like a quality of someone who might be a good support is someone who is very secure in themselves and also working on themselves so they can sort of share that um, that journey with you. You may not be working on the same things, but they understand what it's like to step outside of your comfort zone to have days where you don't feel motivated to do something. And yet you, and yet they're like, did you show up for yourself today? Right. You may not agree on everything, but they support you because they see you and they care for you and they stand up for you. Um, But I do believe that good, a good support system is someone who's secure enough in themselves not to be challenged by your success. 
right? Because that is huge. You know, someone starts to glow up and you, then you become insecure. Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Am I doing enough? You know, instead of saying, wow, look at that person, look at what they've achieved, look at what that dedication and consistency has done for them. And wow, oh, wow. I'm so proud of them. It it just, when you start to do work on yourself, whether it's physical fitness, you know, and health and wellness, whether it's, you know, um, dealing with some of the darker shadow work, you're going to, if you really work, work it, you're going to transform. And that can be challenging to unhealed parts of other people. I I think this is, this is a topic that's been coming up. Uh, I've been seeing it more and more and and even experiencing it uh, of those people that uh, get frightened by your glow, if we want to call it that, you know, Um, not even in, you know, how you define success is, is completely up to you. But when you're glowing and you're elevating yourself, uh, those people that are insecure, like what you mentioned, Kim, are going to find ways to, to try to bring you back down. You know, misery loves company. And so uh, how that shows up, it shows up with friends, coworkers, family members. I mean, for me, it's all about setting up boundaries, you know, like, I'm not one to boast or to brag, but if I want to celebrate a win, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to want to talk about it. And I've noticed over, over the years that I pick up on others energy. So if I notice I'm starting to share something and they're trying to, to bring me down wall goes up in the sense that, okay, noted, I, I can't share certain things with that person. So I think it's very important to establish uh, boundaries around those people because I still believe that that those type of people in your life can benefit, you know, are good for you. It's just understanding your limit with them. You know, how much do you want to share? How much time do you want to spend with them and all that? So I think boundaries is very important when it comes to uh, this topic. I agree. Boundaries are always really important, but you know, the, with the glow up and the the jealous reaction, or it, you can almost see when when you share success with the wrong person, their body language changes, their whole attitude changes. Like maybe they are like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you," and then you you open up and tell them more about your success or your win, and you can see how they change. It happens like so quickly and. Um, I think that's why for me, like, I think a lot of us want to have this support system that's like an army below us, but because of those boundaries, I I don't think that's necessary one. And I don't think it's necessarily possible either. You have to kind of find those one or two or few people that can be your support system and be your support system and be truly proud when you're having those glow up moments and also be the shoulder to cry on when you're having one of those bad moments and, and be able, you know, like you said, Kim, to be strong enough in their own self and have their own boundaries as well, to be able to take that on and to be able to truly support you. It's really interesting, Tina, that you shared about your ex-husband 
because I think that those relationships that are so close to us, it's often very painful when they are not the relationships where we get the support that we we want and we also need, you know? And it's also very hard because they're the dominant relationship in our life. So that's the a lot of time is spent there, you know, a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of trust and 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 that. So it's really hard. And I'm glad you shared that. I'm curious because I've heard two two different things. One is you should declare your intentions and your desires to manifest, whether it's better health or physical fitness or, you know, whatever it is. And then there's also this other school of thought, which says, keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself. Don't let people know what you're doing until you get there. And I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. Cause I, yeah, I'm on the fence about this. I've done both. And, um, and I think there's, I think there's different reasons and different ways to do it, but I, I'd be curious to hear what you, you both think about that. I actually actively do both. Um, I have those people, um, I have an accountability partner who I trust, who is a strong person and who celebrates my wins is my shoulder to cry on. Um, so with her, I tell, I told her my intentions for 2023. Um, in the past, I've like published them on social media and, you know, done that whole thing, but this time I kept it like on a really small scale. So I did that. I did voice it because I do think it's important when you have intentions or goals or whatever you want to call them, that you voice them, that you write them and you make them concrete, you make them measurable that's really important so that you know when you get there. But as far as the other side of things, I'll let people know when I get there, maybe, or maybe I'll just show it. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily have to say, look at me. I just made, I just did this. I just can, you know, you know, show a different side because that's happened during this intention. I like it. Yeah, there's definitely uh a blended aspect of, of this for me as well. Uh, cause the, the old version of me, uh, was that social media poster, you know, look, here's, Oh, I got a raise. You know, I got this new TV. I got this new bike. I got this new car. Like it was, it was always like, instead of being in the moment or sharing it with somebody, I wanted to share it with everybody. And that that comes with both sides of the coin, right? There's people that will be supportive of it. And then there's also people that are going to try to bring you down or, or, you know, bash you in a sense. So I, I definitely say where I'm at now, it's definitely, I have certain people that I go to with certain things and, uh, you know, the intentions with each individual is differently. And that's something that I had to learn is that I can't, all my needs and, and for this example, talking about support can't be met with one person, you know, Tina, you brought up an accountability partner. I mean, you only really hear about that in, in work settings or in, in group programs. So being that you have one in the day to day is I'm not surprised to hear it. Uh, but I, I think that's something that 
you know, should, should kind of be looked at for others. It, instantly hearing you talk about it, I was like, who could be my accountability buddy? And yeah, Kim's right there. And she is now I will, you know, I will say that she, she definitely keeps me accountable, but it also comes down to like, what, what am I needing accountability of? You know, I mean, there's, there's different facets of all this. And I think that's, What's so amazing about this conversation is like, it could be something so small as a win of, I wasn't feeling like doing anything or I didn't want to read today and I'm staying consistent with reading. So I still read 10 pages or yeah, I just landed this new job. You know, it's such a a big spectrum of what support looks like. And, and, you know, like I said, I have those people that I share the big ones with and other people I can't and the and vice versa. So I, I definitely say, and I agree with you, Tina, is that uh, it's almost like uh, I wouldn't say a time and a place, but it's definitely um, depending on the matter at hand, right? Like how you show up and what, what you want to be seen. Cause there's so much stuff that I do now. And I mean, I'll be honest, I'm bad with my parents. Like, I don't even tell them sometimes when I'm I'm traveling <laughs> and they're like, oh, I didn't know you went there. And I was like, I'm so used to shutting everything off and just doing it for me that that that's something that I, I need to take into consideration because I want to to keep that relationship with them. So to acknowledge them that that I am traveling versus just doing my own thing. You know, it, it's such a like a an under construction project for me for me because it's 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 easy to shut off one side of it and not do the other. I am fascinated by both of your shares. I love that, and I would, if you feel comfortable, Tina, talking about your accountability partner. You know how you negotiated that relationship, and like, is it for something specific? Is it just sort of a general? accountability partner, because one of the things that I heard you both say was, you know, obviously with this accountability partner, there is some discourse around like what would like support. And I think a lot of times as you identified, Randy, it's like, what do I want to be accountable for? And am I able to articulate to those around me what kind of support I need or what kinds of behaviors I do not want because they don't feel supportive and they're actually harming me? And so if you would, Tina, if you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about your accountability partner and how you how you got into that relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I do is I run accountability groups, right? So um, lots of check-ins, lots of kind of daily things. And I had somebody reach out to me and they said, you know, I need an accountability partner. Would you, you know, be interested? And I know this person, it's a completely online relationship. We've never met in person, but we have a lot of the same ideas. So we've had a lot of kind of deep chats. We've shared a lot of deep feelings. Um, And it kind of started with like, (laughs) we were ramping up for 2023 and how are you ramping up? Like, what are you doing? Um, this person was working towards clearing out their home, kind of decluttering. So I was like, oh, that's actually a good idea, right? <laughs> I can do a little bit of that while, you know, I help you stay on track. And here's what I want to do. I wanted to, I, I think at that point I had five more books to read to meet my 2022 goal. Um, it was going to be hard, but I did it. 
So, you know, just kind of, okay, finish another book, but just, you know, and we don't talk every day. I think that's like this weird, people think that if you have an accountability partner, like it's this constant, okay, I did this. Did you do it? Did I, we, at least we don't have that relationship. It's more of a once, maybe twice, sometimes three times a week. It's very organic. It's very what feels right in the moment. Um, and sometimes we share more, sometimes we share less. Um, and you know, it's, it's worked for us. Now, like I said, some people need a daily accountability partner. I feel like I'm really good in the consistency world. So I don't need anybody breathing down my neck anymore to make sure that I get my workout and my water and my food. Like (laughs) I've got that stuff. So just checking in with somebody and having somebody on the outside who can really, you know, like I said before, give a little bit of tough love when needed. Like, it sounds like you're kind of stuck. You're spinning your wheels. Um, You know, you're putting too much emphasis on this one thing that could be holding you back. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's you. And hearing those words is really important. And again, you know, like you said, Kim, it takes somebody who has themselves, they're working on themselves at the same time, and they have a strong base as well. Yeah. And that's interesting because you think, oh, well, my friend here, it, we're friends, right? So maybe they should be my accountability partner and maybe they should, but also maybe they shouldn't, right? Just because you're friends with someone doesn't mean that you're um, wanting to go to the same place or able to do that in in a way that is really healthy for both people. So like your friend might be a super loving, great, fun time, but they may not be consistent in the way that you really require consistency in your life. So yeah, I love that. I love that, Tina. What about you, Randy? Uh, Just listening to Tina talk, it brings up a point that uh, I didn't have a grasp on until going through the coaching program. And uh, that was when you separate the hats, right? And when you take off the coaching hat or the friend hat, uh, I, I learned quickly um, to ask, right? Like nobody's a mind reader. We can't, we can't know what's fully going on in the other person's thoughts. So something that I really incorporated with, with my close circle of friends, um, you know, if, if they text me, you know, on a, on a rant or having a bad day or, or even, even good moments, I've had to ask, you know, what do you, what do you need from me in this moment? Like what, not in a, not in a rude way, but what do you, what do you, what do you want from me in the sense of, do you want to just vent? Do you want some input? Do you want a shoulder to cry on? Do you want to celebrate? And really leading with that has opened up more organic conversations, kind of like what you were talking about, Tina, um, is it, it's not like pulling teeth and it's not fake. And I've really incorporated that. And, and, you know, if you're listening to this and uh, you struggle with, with not being heard or, you know, it coming, it being articulated correctly, you know, that's the type of conversations and questions, you know, are you understanding what I'm, you know, like it's that, it's that curiosity to communicate and, and know that it's not going to come off 
exactly the right way the first time. And so that that's something that a tool that I, I use quite often because, you know, especially in text messages, like you don't really know what kind of tone you're getting in a text message, unless if it's all caps and a whole bunch of ex- exclamation points. So uh, even learn to clarify in that of like, I don't know how to take that. Can you elaborate? You know, I, I think conversation is an easy topic to understand, but to actually practice it healthy is 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 difficult. You're so right. Um, I wrote down articulating and resources when you were talking because first, I think, is to sit with yourself to really understand yourself and your patterns and what you actually need. Like what does um, support look like for you? And oftentimes people say like, I want someone who's encouraging, but not tough. Right? Um, both, you need both, but you have to be able to articulate what you need. And I think when you're talking about, you know, establishing um, an accountability partner or a supportive, a supportive relationship, the more you are able to articulate like what feels like support and sort of really what your strengths and also places where you're looking to improve. And I don't want to say weaknesses, but, you know, places where you're not as strong to articulate both of those things is really important as well as to be able, and this is much, much harder for people when in the face of someone who says like, oh, those might make you look fat, those pants, like that is not supportive. And can you say to that person, I know that you love me and that you think that that is supportive, but guess what? It doesn't feel supportive to me and I want you to stop it right now, right? Like to be strong enough within yourself to say, wait a minute, that's not supportive. And that's not something that I'm going to be allowing anymore in my life. So if you want to be in relationship with me, this is what support looks like to me, right? That's a huge, like that is so big. I I really am aware that to get to that place where you're able to say that is, is a big deal. But I think when we talk about boundaries and we talk about articulating support and what that looks like, like it's, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, I just I just want to touch on this real quick because, you know, this is another thing that I don't think gets discussed uh, enough um, is vulnerability. Like you, what you did in in that story of, you know, expressing yourself that that's not supportive. That's also you being vulnerable. And, and we don't take into consideration the different facets of vulnerability. It's not always. Uh, expressing yourself in a positive way like this is also expressing yourself in a boundary setting way you know it's 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 you're leading that uncomfortable conversation to speak your truth to let them know that that bothers you or that offends you and it's just you know this is just another side of vulnerability that that like i said doesn't get talked about enough because we don't see it as that and it can come across as being, a, uh, uh, excuse my language, being an asshole, being a prick, you know, along those lines, because you're speaking your truth. But then it comes down to, if I speak my truth, and in this instance, I'm telling you that I wasn't comfortable with what you said, it is no longer on me how you take it, 
right? And that that's a hard that's a hard thing to do too, especially if it's if someone close to you, a loved one, a partner, you know. So there's just so many spectrums of of navigating this and, you know, to tie back to what support system looks like. I mean, this is all part of it. I mean, this is all trial and error, you know, what you might find in an accountability person for one thing, isn't going to work for the next thing or the next project or the next uh, something you're trying to, the achievement that you're searching for. So it's, you know, really honing in and understanding what you want not only out of your life, but in the, in those small moments and in those conversation pieces as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I heard a story about uh, a person that needed help. And when they called for help, they were told it was going to take a long, long time because they called like, I don't know, I, I'm going to change the story a little bit, but they needed help. So they called, let's say, a tow truck, right? A tow truck to come and get them. But it was going to take a really long time. Instead of reaching out to someone who was closer to them, they went to a source that could provide help, but it but it wasn't in the moment. And upon reflection, that person came into the understanding that if they had made a phone call to a friend or an accountability partner or someone like that, It wasn't a sign of weakness. It was actually utilizing resources. And no one says to someone who goes to the store to buy a notebook or a pen, like, well, what? That's weakness. No, that's a, like, I need that. I I needed to do whatever I need to do in the world. So I think along the lines of looking for support, we have to utilize resources that are in our orbit, whether that's ourselves, books, online groups, there are places you can go. Tina, you lead groups all the time. So there are online supports, there's in-person support groups, there are friends and family members. And you're right, Randy, that each of those places is a place that you can get support for something specific. The more you know yourself and what you need and how you like to receive support, the better able you are to tap into resources in your sort of orbit. What do you think? I love that word, resources. I think it's important to always have kind of an idea of what your most important resources are, whether that be an accountability partner or an online group or a podcast. I mean, I have podcasts that when I feel like I'm having a bad day, I know I can listen to it and it's going to help me maybe not completely pull out of it, but at least feel better. Um, I have podcasts that when I listen to them, they're going to make me laugh. So if I need a good laugh, I can listen to that or movies that my husband and I have on repeat um, (laughs) because they make us laugh. They make us feel joy. So, you know, those are resources too, and not necessarily like live support. I mean, Adam Sandler doesn't know that he's my support system when I need a good laugh, but if I need a good laugh, that's who I go to. (laughs) And so I think it's, yeah, you know, it's really important. And on the lines of communication, I think one of the biggest things that we're dealing with that we often don't really dive into is that, you know, we're we're communicating right now 
on a computer. We set this up over text. Um, and a lot of communication is via text or um, video calls, voice messages. I I can't remember the last time I picked up the phone and actually spoke to someone. And when my phone does ring, I usually ignore the call. <laughs> So I think the way we communicate has changed so much that that has also changed the way we support one another and where that mistaken communication can happen. You know, you mentioned text messages, Randy, like exclamation points in capital letters can be excitement, but it can also be extreme anger. <laughs> it could be two things and you may not be 100% sure what it is that's coming across. So Having a clear understanding of the other person and where they are at, I think, is really important as as you build your support system, whatever that looks like. I love that you reminded us that there are all kinds of support resources, you know, like things that aren't two way, but things that wash over you to, you know, encourage or bolster or just. Yeah, I love that, Tina. And I love that. And also, I want to say to your last point, 2023, I'm unwilling to fill in the blanks for people, right? I'm not a mind reader. So if there's a ambiguity about what you meant, I'm going to say, so I'm not sure what did you mean by that? Could you elaborate? Because I don't want to take it on. I don't want to assume, even though I might have a clear understanding, if you haven't fully articulated your uh, idea or your intention to me, I'm not going to take it on. So either I'm going to ask you or I'm going to walk away. It's just not a weight I'm willing to carry this year. So whether it's over text or uh, voice memo or whatever it is, um, that's, that's my boundary. You know, that's a way that I'm going to be supporting myself because at the end of the day, as great as our friends are and our family is, or maybe, or may not be, we are it. And I can't tell you how many times I'm on that bike, you know, Peloton, and I'm going, you can do this. You can do this. You know, I want to die. I want to quit. And But I'm cheering myself on, right? And so I want to get back to this. Our greatest support, our greatest source of encouragement and support is within us. You have it within you. You might not be in contact with that part of yourself yet. It's there. Develop that relationship because when truly you are walking alone, and there are times in all of our lives, I know you too. Some, you know, and I know you've said you there have been times you're just alone. That when that happens, if you have cultivated a relationship with that support inside you, it's just it'll get you through. It'll get you through stuff you didn't you don't think you can. Uh, so two things, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to jump back, uh, to the resource aspect of it. And, uh, I want to touch on the, the story around the tow truck, right? Uh, for me being a male, uh, it was instantly like coming up for me. I'm like, while you're telling the story, I'm like resource guarding, like thinking of, of animals, like how they resource guard. And I was like, man, as men, we do that. We resource guard. We don't want to to share our resources. We don't even want to use the resources ourselves. And you know, to tie back to around being seen as weak, 
that that's something across the board, not just for men, uh, but across the board is is we got to stop thinking about it and that mindset. You reaching out for help is is the greatest strength, whether it's you're broke down or you're having a mental breakdown or or something more serious along along the lines that that have happened with people not reaching out. And so I think it's I, I I can't stress it enough that you're not weak when you tap into your resources. It, it's it's a sign of you being present with yourself that you you can no longer do it yourself. You know, in, in the instance of of a tow truck, the car is broken down. Not everybody has the skill set to to fix the car, or you might have the skill set and you don't have the tools. You know, you're not always going to have all the pieces. And, and, you know, reaching out to the resources that you have and getting all the pieces to complete that puzzle in that moment, I think is, is something we, we don't realize how, how strong we are when we do that. And so I just wanted to circle back to that. And then to go back into around the communication of Tina touching back on and text messaging, uh, you know, a little backstory of myself is, is I would, in my past relationships, I would have <clears throat> serious conversations through text because it was easier. I didn't have to face the person. I didn't have to make eye contact. Uh, I felt like it was just easier to navigate. And so something I really put forth an effort and something that I now tie into a lot of my relationships uh, with friends, family, uh, with Kim uh, as, as the business aspect of, of this podcast is that I, I try to do those phone calls uh, in person. Yeah. Great. But the reality is, uh, you know, for example, like Kim, she's across the country. So the, the in-person is a little bit more difficult, but I really try to have those unco- uncomfortable conversations uh, at least on a phone, if not in person, because uh, it was easy for me to, to have those. And now I kind of lean into it as empowering, right? Like something's not sitting well with me. Uh, you know, as Kim, you mentioned that you're going to, you're going to call it out. Like you don't have time for this dance of trying to figure out what the other person is thinking or what their motive is and all that. So I think it's just, you know, for me, owning, owning my truth and my story and where I'm at is to share that, that, you know, you have to lean into those uncomfortable conversations for growth. And this ties back to support. If you go to that person and you're being your true authentic self and let's be real, you might not get the response you were looking for. Don't take it personal. Just that's a, that's a lesson to be learned that that might not be your person to go to for that. And this is all just this is all just practice. This is all just lessons to be learned. I mean, you're not going to get it right on the first try. You're not going to have the right resource the first time. So I think it's just very important to to also take into account that that you don't have to carry the weight of taking it so personal all the time as well. I want to go back to what you said, Kim, about being your own support system, and I think that's a huge thing. I. I think before you can have 
another person. It's kind of like, you know, we've all heard before you can love another person, you have to love yourself. I think before another person can support you, you have to be able to support yourself. And, you know, I, you have to know what you need. What is it that, that you're looking for? Because otherwise, how do you define that support? You know, like you're saying, Randy, how do you know which way to go if you don't have that well-defined by what it is that you need and that you look to? Um, you know, being your own cheerleader is super important. Um, I'm an only child. So I grew up being my only, my, my cheerleader because <laughs> sometimes my parents weren't my cheerleaders. Um, so if I got a B in English, um, like I was my own cheerleader. I knew that I worked really hard for that B and it was amazing. Even if my dad wanted to see an A, but I had to know that that was really good, that I had done my best and I would like high five myself in my mind that I got that B, B plus or whatever it was. And then, you know, I, I couldn't get the support outside. I had to look inside. And th there are still things now that, you know, I really have to look inside for the support that I need, whether that be, you know, and, and by doing that, I have to look at those resources, books, podcasts, movies, whatever it is. Me too, Tina. Only child. Maybe it's an only child thing. I also don't want to um, forget to say that uh, just my just my lane here, but I'm going to share it as a reminder to anybody who who resonates with with me is that um, I believe that we are divinely supported and, you know, there is support for us in the universe. And so, you know, <clears throat> However, that looks for you, whether it's like going into meditation or going into prayer or going into, you know, gratitude, whatever connects you to a higher source, definitely use it. Like, you know, it's great to have books and, and accountability groups and this and that, but, you know, inside of you, when you tap inside of you, you are connected. I, my belief, so take it as you will or, or leave it if you don't, don't resonate there, but there's so much available to us. And um, I was listening to something the other day and, you know, we tend to like to overcomplicate things in life, right? We, we got to put it through our brain and like, how does it do? And where's the data and everything. And uh, someone was saying like, how do you unlock these like good energies? And like, how do you unlock, you know, the keys to manifestation and all this? And I was like, Tina, to me, you represent the way to do it. It's not rocket science. It's daily tapping into daily gratitude and positive thinking. It's that, it's that simple and very complicated because I challenge anyone listening to this to go 24 hours with a positive mindset and gratitude and just an awareness of gratitude. I think that that is just a huge um, resource that unlocks many doors. And leads you to support, right? Leads you to things that will help you in whatever you're going after, whatever you're going through. Anyway, my thoughts. I just had to sprinkle my little unique flavor on this recipe. Does anybody have any more final thoughts on this topic? I know, Tina, you will be, all of your contact information will be in our show notes. So, but if you have some new groups that you're launching, or if you have programs that you're launching, I want to give you that opportunity to tell the listeners about that. 
Um, I usually launch an accountability group each month. And the best thing to do is to tap in on Instagram and I usually announce it there, or you can always send me a DM. Um, But again, I, I really push for that supporting yourself in my accountability groups. Um, It's not going to be a lot of handholding and diving deep because like you said, gratitude is huge and a mindset, a positive mindset is a resource and it's very, very helpful as you go through hard things. And I've also, I learned to look at difficulties and ask, what is this teaching me? Why is this difficulty being given to me today or this month or this week? What is what is it here to teach me? And I journal on that a lot. It really helps support myself and get in contact with the universe or whatever you want to call that power that is greater than us. I love that. Uh, yeah, the universe does magical things. I love it. Um, for me, I would just you know, want to touch on real quick acknowledgement, you know, like to acknowledge the, the people you have in your support system. And that also ties to acknowledging yourself, right? Like, you know, yes, we're our biggest cheerleader, as Tina said. Uh, but how often do we acknowledge that? How how often do we acknowledge? And, and I'm, I'm guilty of this <laughs> tenfold of of I can get myself out of, you know, the mindset or to listen to my body and you know get out in nature you know go go throw around a disc off you know go take a cure for a long walk uh you know i i take for granted those moments where i was my own cheerleader and so uh it's easy to uh acknowledge and give praise to others but we need to make sure we do that for ourselves as well and so it's just acknowledging um everyone in your support system including yourself love this. It's always so great to be with you, Tina, and always Randy, you. I've just really loved this conversation. And if anybody wants to connect with us, please go to our show notes. There are links all over the show notes. And uh, we encourage you just be your your own cheerleader, you know, really support yourself and surround yourself with things that I, I say, set yourself up for success, whatever that looks like for you, but definitely start off on the, on the winning foot, you know, life will come and <laughs> push you around. So if you, if you just start on the right foot, you're, you're ahead of the game. Anyway, guys, wonderful to be with you today. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on the, another way to see it podcast. We're excited to announce that we're now on Patreon. Go to our show notes or our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, for the link. Please be patient with us as we're navigating this new platform. See you there. If you enjoyed this episode of Another Way to See It, please be sure to subscribe, share the episode, and leave us a rating or a review. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out. Mm -hmm.